It is a Monday morning, ladies, and you know how we start our Mondays, in power and in victory and God's presence. We are going forth this week, and this week is so special. We are continuing this journey, this 90-day series for shutting down fear and anxiety, but we're taking it to the next level. And so thank you for tuning in. This is Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. Our special, special guest today is Dr. Samantha Phillips. Dr. Samantha, would you say hi to the ladies? Hey, everybody. How you doing? It is so good to speak to you. And you are in California, so we had to pick a time that was good, not too early, not too late. And so <laughs> I thank you for carving out some time of your day. And I know that you had some good word in you for, for this season, for what we need to hear, for what the ladies need to hear. But just a little background, ladies. We have been taking this journey so many women in my circles, my friends and my sisters, coworkers, have been struggling with fear and anxiety. And so we decided to talk about it, to put the word of God all over it, and to begin walking in victory. And we've been inviting amazing women with amazing stories along the, along the ride. And Pastor Samantha, we are actually in an SUV in our minds. We're on a girl's trip. Just so you know, we're on a road trip, and we are inviting you along the ride, and so thank you for getting in and coming on board. So I want to talk, talk a little bit about how amazing God has been and what he's doing um, through you and through your ministry. You are the co-founder of Kingdom Life International and the Platinum Marriage. Is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Yes, so Kingdom Life International, you know, it's it's been almost, goodness, it's getting close to 20 years, and we started off, wow. as you know, as a church in the uh, Central Florida area in Kissimmee, Florida, and uh, God did amazing things during that initial season of our ministry, and, you know, we had the television, and I had my own radio broadcast and all of that, where we're sharing, you know, kingdom purpose and destiny and the life that is in Christ. And then um, about two years ago, we transitioned, and um, we are now in uh, Southern California uh, doing some great things, partnering with some great people out here, and just taking the message to the world at large. Um, you know, we, we didn't want to just settle for being a light amongst lights, not that there's anything wrong with, with, you know, being a church, obviously, but we just knew that that wasn't what God had called us to long-term and ultimately. And so um, we're out here. Kingdom Life is, you know, teaching and preaching and empowering people about purpose and destiny mm. in all the areas of life and impacting in that way. So um, Dr. Michael and I are uh, loving it out here, and then we have platinum marriage. <laughs> And that is something that um, is near and dear to us. We're also going on 20 years of marriage. And so, you know, Ooh. neither of us come from, yay, <laughs> we made it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I say that like very truthfully because neither of us came from um, backgrounds where we had good examples. We both come from single parent homes. My father died when I was nine months old and, you know, he mm -hmm. didn't have a father in his uh, home. He was the oldest and a boy, uh, the only boy in the house. So he was kind of like dad since first grade kind of thing. Wow. And so um, we needed to learn, and God taught us. And so for us, it's a very practical but powerful um, way. So we are marriage coaches. 
Um, we've been able to help some really great people out here. And, you know, uh, whether it be virtual coaching or one-on-one, it's actually been really cool because there's a lot of people in Hollywood that are reaching the world, but they need mm. someone to reach them. And so yes. that's it in a nutshell. Oh, my gosh, that's so good. And, you know, just so the ladies know, she's got all of these things going on, but you are a super mom. I call you super mom. You're, you're a mom of how many and who who are your, well, babies and, and big babies, right? They're always going to be your baby, yeah. but you've got some older kids. Yeah. Yeah, so we <laughs> we parent six kids. <laughs> we have six beautiful children. <laughs> um, our oldest son is actually 22, and he's serving in the United States Air Force. Oh, my States gosh. Air Force. Um, that's oh, five thank you for his service. My family, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. Um, Michael and I are actually both veterans as well and so um, of the Air Force, so it's funny to see our kids, some of them kind of walking in our footsteps in that, in that service um, when we didn't really try to prepare them for that. We kind of wanted them all to go to university, but um, he's doing amazing mm-hmm. things, and we're so proud of him. Our second son is 20, and he is a college football player in New York. Uh, for Hobart College, and our third son is a working actor and musician here in L.A. with us, and he's actually doing some really powerful projects. He's um, a rapper, a producer, but he's doing some acting as well and doing some huge things out here that hopefully we'll be making some announcements about pretty soon. Um, And then we have our Nehemiah. That's our youngest son. He's 16. Um, He is on his way to the Air Force Academy, which is a huge big deal. And then we have our twin girls. I know, right? It just goes on and on. We could do a show just about them. And then we have our twin girls, Shiloh and Sayla, the twin princesses of L.A. (laughs) And they are doing great things out here. So, yes, I am a busy mom. And um, I'm I'm realizing that there's a pretty powerful ministry to uh, acting moms out here. So uh, it's, it's been a cool journey. Oh, my goodness. On every level, uh, God is using you in every aspect of your life. And I want to um, thank you for sharing that with us because I wanted the ladies to know exactly what God is, is doing. And in their situations, they may be busy moms, some may be single moms, some may be married but have a, a large family. And some of us can sometimes get caught up in feeling like we don't have enough energy, enough time. Well, I wanted the ladies to see an example of what you can do through Christ, who's obviously giving yeah. you strength to do all of this. Plus, you have Rise, Slay, Conquer, and you do live Facebook chats, and we love those. So for the ladies who don't know, they need to get on Facebook and find Dr. S- it's Dr. Samantha Phillips um, on Facebook as well, right? Yes, uh-huh. Dr. Samantha Phillips, and it's every Thursday, 7 p.m. Western Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Awesome. So, Dr. Samantha, we're going to jump right in. Before we started recording, you know, the Lord is is so amazing in that he is always doing something to his people, and it's the same spirit. You actually just talked about fear a couple weeks ago, as you were telling me, and then you pulled a scripture that you're going to begin to talk about today, which was our foundational scripture three weeks ago, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7. But ladies, as you know, we had a, a part of that verse, right? We had... For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of love and of power and a sound mind. And, Dr. Samantha, that's what we were focusing on. We were confessing that every day. Well, the ladies, ladies, you are in for a treat because <laughs> you're going to expound on that, Dr. Samantha, and you're going to bring it, the whole picture into focus. So I'm going to turn it over to you to talk a little bit about what God gave you on the, um, that whole passage. It's so rich. Would you share that with us? 
Sure, sure, sure. So, um, you know, looking at fear, and I'll just go ahead and read the scripture first. Second Timothy, and I'm going to take it to six and seven. Second Timothy chapter one, verses six and seven. And it says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands upon you. Verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Now, ladies, in these two verses, I see so much revelation and so much um, uh, wisdom for us in understanding how to overcome fear and timidity. But the first thing I wanted to say is verse six is a reference point. And I want to kind of put us all in context of where we are when we're reading second Timothy. This is the apostle Mm -hmm. Paul writing an epistle, a letter to his spiritual son, Timothy, who is um, advancing in ministry, doing great things, but who has come against severe persecution. Um, People are being killed. There's death threats against Timothy. The church is being persecuted in a major way. Not just people don't like you and they're talking about you, you know, the kind of stuff we deal with in 2017, but this is why (laughs) people are being, you know, boiled and burned and beaten and families being, you know, ravished and all of this stuff. Wow. He has some legit reasons, you guys, way beyond any of ours, Um, you know, not to belittle our fear, though, because fear is fear. Um, but he was dealing with being discouraged. He has been doing this a little while now. It's not First Timothy, it's Second Timothy. So he came out, you know, all fired up for Jesus. And that is what Paul is referencing first in verse 6. He's saying, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. So he's referring to remember how you started. Remember that when you decided that you were going to do this thing, what was Mm. it that stirred you into flames? What was it that stirred you to the place where you had to go and you had to preach and you had to share or you had to start that business or you had to start that podcast or you had to move forward? What was it that moved you to that place? That, ladies, is your why. And when you know your why, the how becomes very small. Anytime the how gets difficult, the why will solve the problem. So I'm going to say that again. Anytime the how becomes a challenge, it tries to spark fear. It is the why that will cause you to overcome the how. So it is Ooh. important that you remember your why. I want you guys. I'm so happy you repeated that. Today. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I want you guys today to write that down. I want you to, to remember your why, write your why, print out your why, put your why as your screensaver on your phone, in your cubicle, around your home, you know, in places you're going to see it, in your car, in your little dashboard, you know, a little small version of your why. <laughs> that why because the why will keep you going whenever the how becomes a challenge so that's number one and then uh, as I looked into verse number seven it says because for God is really because God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity so I want to talk about just real quick here what fear and timidity try to do to you because fear, you know, fear is, is clear, right? It's, it's, there's all these different fears, fears of loss, fears of, of lack, um, fear of failure is a real thing. And I talked about that on my Rise, Slay, Conquer a weekly um, uh, power session. Uh, I talked mm. about the fear of failure and how a lot of times we don't think we're afraid to, to fail and especially us you know, ladies of faith, 
we don't want to think we're afraid to, to fail because we believe, you know, we, we know what our proclamation is. But we have mm. got to dig beyond just what we say because what we say is important. But we've got to, to dig deeper and allow what we say and what we believe or what we want to believe is what I should say to actually get to the place where it's what we feel. That is so much harder. It doesn't mean that you don't go forward. It means that as you go forward, it becomes what you feel. It has to become your reality and your why helps that happen. So fear of failure, you know, what would you do today if you knew you could not fail? What would you be doing right now if you knew that failure was not an option, that you had an absolute guarantee that you would succeed? If money was not an issue, what would you be doing today? If, 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 if having six kids, come on, y'all, was not, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. an issue, what would you be doing today, right? So if, if, your, if your car wasn't messed up, you know, all these reasons, whatever it is, well, this is what I believe that I would like to do, but, but I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this, I don't have that and we all go through it I've gone through it we all go through it we go through it continually from season to season and goal to goal however if you'd be doing it if those things were not a factor then that means that there is some ability in you to do it even though you may not be able to do it the way you know your ultimate goal is but you can do something today despite the car, despite the kids, despite the husband, despite the whatever, you know, the fear, mm-hmm. the hatred, whatever it is, the whole list of reasons that we have. Uh, taking steps towards it, I learned many years ago from a wise man of God that God will give you more on the way than he does in the beginning. So that's, oh, that's key, good, right? Yeah, because it helps overcome the fear of stepping out. Martin Luther King said this. He said, Faith is, is taking the first step, even though you can't see the whole staircase. Mm. So it's important that we understand that fear has an assignment. And, 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 you know, I've heard it said, and I'm sorry, I really like it. I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't always hate all of the little colloquialisms and abbreviations. Mm-hmm. But fear stands for false evidence appearing real, right? Oh, well, my situation is not false. It's real. Okay, yeah, it's real right now, but circumstances change. What is your truth? Because your Mm. truth is based in your promise and in the one who gave you the promise. So fear. And I could go on, but I know we're trying to keep it short. Um, No, that's okay. (laughs) We will be on this road with you as long as we can, (laughs) Dr. Samantha. So take your liberty. Take your liberty. So uh, when we look at fear, and it says, you know, again, back to verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. So timidity, I thought about that. You know, ladies, I don't know about you. Um, you know, people um, perceive me to be bold, and I think I'm pretty bold. Um, I can be a little, little intense at times. <laughs> I can ask my kids. They know. <laughs> and my poor husband, Dr. Mike, is a man of God for sure. <laughs> So uh, I am definitely a bold personality. I'm very outspoken. But even me in my outspoken, you know, in your face nature, um, I Mm -hmm. have attacks of timidity. I think that there's a number of reasons why we're like that. And depending on how we've been raised and how we grew up and what our circumstances have been, um, we have varying levels of timidity. But a lot of it, you guys, is um, it's, it's societal. We are taught to be timid as women. We're taught as mm. little girls. Now, we're all doing better in this generation with our daughters, hopefully. But, you know, what we were taught is things, you know, being ladylike and this and that. And I'm not saying that we're not. I don't want us to lose our femininity. 
But in that, there is a timidity that comes where we don't want to be the outspoken one. You know, we don't want to be the the one that steps forward because we've been taught that it's better to be the quiet and pristine one. And again, it's not about whether you're an extrovert or an introvert. It's not about whether you're a person who talks a lot because there's a whole lot of people that talk a lot and aren't saying anything. So it's Mm. not about your talkativeness, Mm -hmm. but it's about not allowing timidity to keep you from going forward. And, um, you know, I know we have ladies of all different age groups on here. It's something about when you get past that 40 mark, when the timidity kind of starts, um, you know, falling off of you. Some of us get a little later in our later (laughs) 40s or our 50s. But notice that the more women that I meet that are over 40, because I'm now over 40, just barely, but I am. (laughs) Now that I'm over 40, it's funny to me. It's funny to me how we – you know, we, we get to a place where we realize all that timidity didn't benefit us nothing, you know, like, yes. okay, so yes. where would I have been if in my, when I was 28 and I wanted to, I was so concerned with what this woman of God had to say and that man had to say, and, you know, I was so concerned about what it would look like and how would people feel and, you know, oh, well, maybe I should wait. I got to wait my turn. I got to wait my time. Blah, blah, blah. And you think about, you know, you wait and you realize there's no prize in waiting when it's not God who's telling you to wait. Now, if God tells mm, you to wait, good. you wait because he's preparing something. But a lot of times it's timidity. So God has not given you a spirit of fear. He has not given you a spirit of timidity that is afraid of what people are going to think, that is hesitant to act because you're scared of repercussions. The spirit of timidity is not given to you by God. And anybody that tries to infuse that at that moment, they're not operating in the spirit of God. So it's about Mm. understanding, you know what, I've got to be free to go forward to do the things that God has called me to do. And that leads me to the second half of that verse. He said, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. This is a threefold cord that is not easily broken. These are three nuggets. This is the spirit that God gives us in replace of what fear and timidity has come to try to attack us to do. The world, and Jesus said this, you know, the world gives you one thing. I give you another. The world gives you the spirit of fear. Society, situations, the traditions of men give you a spirit of fear and timidity. But God says, no, that's not what I give you. I give you power, love, and self-discipline. Power, love, and self-discipline. So when you begin to meditate on what those things are, we can declare it. We need to take some time to really meditate on that. Because you have a spirit of power. That means the power of the Lord, his power is upon you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. He said, greater work shall you do in my name. So if you think about what that really means, it gets you to a place where, no, I'm not fearful because I walk in power. I'm not fearful because, oh, death, where is your sting? Because there Mm. is no end for me. There is no loss for me. And when you begin to meditate on that, the spirit of power comes upon you, and you are able to do what everybody else said you couldn't and what maybe even you thought you could not. And for the sake of time, I'll move on. (laughs) The spirit of love. Man, we're perfect love, and that, that's another scripture. You have to understand yes. these are antidotes for fear. This isn't just, you know, let's think on these things. This is actual antidotes for fear and timidity. Mm. Jesus said, perfect love casts out fear. <laughs> 
So when we mm, that's walk good. in God, listen, there is no, what can man do to me? I'm going to love you anyway. You hate me, but I'm going to love you anyway. And that literally flattens the tires of their attacks. Because when I yes. decide that I'm going to love you anyway, I tap into the power of God to not be affected by your hate. <laughs> yes. Oh, to I love it. Yes. By those strips you tried to throw. You know how whenever people run in from the police, they have those strips they throw down and try to fly yep. your tires. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got haters. That's you've good. Got to throw out their strips to get your tires flattened, you know. But when, hmm. you, when you are walking in love, it gives you Teflon tires that no enemy can flatten. Throw it at me if you want to. I'm going to love you anyway. And when I make that choice to love you and bless those who despitefully use me, when I make that choice to do that, then all their attacks become null and void. It releases a power in me to not even care because I recognize that them doing that is their weakness, not their strength. Mm. And it, it literally robs hatred's opportunity to stop you. So love is a weapon in a good way. And then finally, self-discipline. For God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but power, love, and self-discipline. This is so, so key, ladies, especially for us, because self-discipline deals with many different areas. The one that I believe is most important for our conversation, and then I'll touch on a secondary one, I'm going to give you one last scripture, and I'm going to throw it back over to Candida. So when we look at self-discipline, you know, first and foremost, this is an emotional state because mm. when we get attacked by situations or things catch us off guard, we are built women, and this is not bad to be emotional. We are wired that way. God wants us to be sensitive. We hear from yes. him because he created us to be as emotional beings. We're created for fellowship. We're created for different things. We're created to help. That's why we always see what, what, what's wrong with everything, you understand? But the self-discipline piece causes us to go beyond the knee-jerk reactions we have in the sensitivity that God has given us. So we are sensitive on purpose, but how we react to it is a matter of self-discipline. So there's scriptures, and it even talks about the Proverbs 31. She is not fearful. She is self-disciplined. So understanding it's how we react when calamity hits. Self-discipline yes. is how we react when situations are not what we expected them to be. Candida, you shared with me your testimony about how you reacted when you found the lump, how you reacted whenever you got the, the, the potential for a situation. And because you reacted with action toward, you, did, you reacted to me from, mm. you know, what I'm sure you had your moments of fear. You may have even shed some tears. I'm sure quite a few. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you allowed emotions, but then self-discipline stepped up and said no and you moved in action and that very well saved your life so what you have to understand ladies is that god allows self-discipline to cause you to become a woman who is emotionally stable who doesn't always respond with a multitude of words right away that allows wisdom and grace that is where self-discipline comes in and begins to smooth you out and give you the power to go forward Self-discipline will cause you to ignore the naysayers. Self-discipline will cause you to, to stay focused whenever drama tries to draw you off. Yes, you know, self-discipline Lord. is the antidote for drama. It really is. And I have to thank God for my husband because that man is so focused. And he never allows anybody's drama, their emotional fits, 
there, you know, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Don't you care? There's not going to be a guilt trip put on Dr. Michael Phillips. Yes, yes. You could try. Many have. He doesn't care. He's not moved because he knows that every decision he's made, he's been led by the spirit. He hasn't done it in the flesh, and you must be the same way. You know, I've learned not to allow people's upheavals to become mine, and I thank God for my husband because it was that strength in him that gave me that self-discipline, the self-discipline in him to not allow somebody else's upset nature to drag me into their upset situation. So self-discipline, and I spent a little more time already on that than I wanted to, but it must be for a reason. So understand that power, love, and self-discipline, it overcomes fear and timidity. It literally takes you to a place where you keep going forward because of the discipline that God has placed in you. I don't have time to listen to this. I don't have time to pay attention to that. You are not God in their life. You are not Holy Ghost Junior. You have responsibilities, but you let God define what those are. And when people don't understand, don't worry, they'll understand it by and by. Self-discipline will cause you to love them, smile, and keep moving. Well, don't you care about me? Yeah, I do, but I have an assignment, and I have to stay with that. And you don't even owe anybody any explanations. So, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move because I want to make sure that I touch on the second half of self-discipline. The other yes, half this of is so good. Yeah. The other half of self-discipline, you guys, is physical self-discipline. And I want you to understand, don't tune me out right now, because I know that, you know, a lot of times if we're not one of those people, and I have been both not, and I have been. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, me too. too. Okay, I like cookies, and I like pizza, especially New York pizza. Thank you, Jesus. You know, like, (laughs) I understand that that, that there are, um, you know, uh, there is a real desire to enjoy life. And to not live, you know, um, muted in a lot of ways is what it feels like whenever you decide to be self-disciplined when it comes to your health and your physical situation. Uh, Candida, I keep going back to your story because the Holy Spirit is just weaving it together like this. But the fact that you did regular self-checks and how many of us on this call, if the truth be told, we don't do them. So it's important that we understand, though, it was self-discipline in her that helped destroy a plan of the enemy to take her out before her time. So with that being said, self-discipline, there are some certain things that we do that will tend to our success. And when it comes to diet and exercise, listen, you don't have to be a CrossFit lady unless that's just your thing. You know, I decided that I was going to stop. My excuse was that I didn't have time to go into the full regimen that I would need to go into in order to really get in shape and really lose weight Mm. and really do this. So I kept putting it off. And this year I made a decision that if all I could do is walk two nights a week, then that's what I was going to do, you know, and I'm going to stick to my little two nights a week. If I can get in more than I do and I'm not going to beat myself up when I miss it. And so I made a decision actually that I would do it Monday through Friday every night. I'm going to go for a walk, like a brisk Mm. walk. And it it turned into something else and it released a strength in me to do more. So I want you to to start with where you are because self-discipline produces Uh, Getting healthy, educating yourself about what is not good for you. Be careful of sugars. All of those things. These are self-disciplines because guess what, ladies? These things affect how you feel, and they affect your brain in a very powerful way. Your body is like a machine. And if it's off, it's not going to run well. It, the, the engine is going to knock. You know, the, the, everything's going to shake. The transmission won't, tra- won't shift properly at the right times. 
all of these things happen when we are not self-disciplined and we're not taking care of ourselves with our bodies. So it's not about how you look. You're, the looks are secondary. It is a nice benefit of deciding to be self-disciplined. But please don't make it about your looks. Well, when you look better, you'll feel better, by the way. But it's mm, not when you look your best, you will feel your best. But it's not about that either. I'm telling you, there is an energy. There is a balance. There is a clarity of, of being able to hear and think. Sugar, yeah. carbs, all that stuff, it fogs your ability to think and feel right. So it is important that you get self-discipline in your natural so that you can walk out your assignment, you guys. That's what this is about, so that you can react to situations. Some of you know that you should be better, but the reason you're not and you feel like you can't control your reactions, a lot of times those are physiological and not so much mm. uh, spiritual. You, you casting out devils, but you're crabby because you have sugar imbalances in your body. Jesus. So you have to be careful. And that self-discipline part, it's the spirit and it's the natural. You are in a body and you've got to manage that body well. So those are the things that, that, that I, I got out of Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Oh so I want to leave you with one last scripture, and then I'll answer any questions. We'll pray whatever you'd like to do. Uh, Philippians okay. chapter 4, for those of you that are taking notes. And I'm going to start at verse 4, and I think I will end uh, verse 8. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Verse 6 is key. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience, and then is a key word. If you got it in your Bible, you want to circle it. Verse mm, that's good. When you don't worry and you pray and you tell God what you need. It's okay to do that. And then thank him for all he's done. Stop with all this fake self-righteousness, you know, Oh God, you know, I just want your presence. You do want here. You, you want his presence. You should want his presence, but you also want your bills paid. So it's okay to ask for that. Okay. And thank him for all he's done. Because when you do that, here's a key. It's scripture telling you this, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is in your word. His peace will guard your heart and your mind yes. as you live in Christ Jesus. And here's the, here's the key. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure mm -hmm. and lovely and admirable Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And I'll just end it right there. So when, and actually, you know what? No, I'm going to read verse nine. Keep putting into yes. practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. So it is fixing your thoughts and then putting it into practice, and the God of peace will rule your life. Fixing your thoughts is a self-discipline yes, issue. So I am not going to allow the real housewives to have my mm. thoughts and my Come mind on. at the price. You, you, it's like selling your birthright for a bowl of, of, of food that isn't even very good. For the price of entertainment, I am not going to fix my thoughts on the drama of their lives. 
I am not going to fix my thoughts on the negative. I'm not going to fix my thoughts on the things that they've said about me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fix my thoughts on the things that should have, could have, would have, and it you know, all been. I am going to fix my thoughts on the things that are true, which is what God has said about me. I'm going to fix my thoughts on whatever is honorable, those that, that, that deserve honor, the situations that deserve honor. I'm going to think about what is right. I'm not going to think about those that are falling. I'm not going to think about that in a negative way. I'm going to think about whatever's honorable, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is admirable. I'm going to think on those things because that will produce peace. And guess what, you guys? The opposite is also true. When I think about whatever is being reported to me but isn't God's truth, whenever I think about the things that are dishonorable, and come on, y'all, the body of Christ has been hit left and right by all this dishonorable When I start thinking on those things, when I start thinking on the things that are wrong, that are disgusting and unpure, the things that are just ugly, the things that are just totally, you know, not admirable, then guess what? You think about those things and you call it a righteous indignation, but when you follow on that too much, it literally robs you of your peace. And you'll notice that your whole countenance begins to change and you don't walk in the peace that you used to. You're doing things out of frustration and self-righteousness rather than out of love and power and soundness. So I want to encourage you to take this nugget that, that, that the Apostle Paul gives us again in Philippians to fix our thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, pure, lovely, admirable, whatever things are excellent, whatever things are worthy of praise. Focus on that thing, those things. Begin to put them into practice. And I'm telling you, you will have no anxiety. It is the cure for anxiety. Where it says in verse 6, don't worry about anything, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. What the other translations say is be anxious for nothing. But in everything, through prayer and supplication, come on, y'all, give praise unto God. So I want to encourage you, walk in the truth. Walk in what is praiseworthy. Focus on what is worth your time and not what is not. You can only control what you do. So to think Mm. on things that anybody else does is not worth your time. So I encourage you. I pray that you've been empowered. And if I can, can I feel led to pray? Is it okay if I do real quick? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for the ladies that are listening to this podcast right now, to everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. Father, I thank you that you have given us power, love, and a sound mind. Lord, I thank you that you have given us the self-discipline to think on the things that are pure and right and praiseworthy, all the excellent things. Father, we even right now as, as women, we, we, those things that have hurt us, those things that have weighed on us, those reports that yes, we've God. gotten that have just, just you know, hurt our hearts and our spirits, Father, we just we release them to you right now. Father, here they are. We, we hated that this happened. We, we were disgusted by this. We were frustrated by that. We were hurt by this. We were all of these things, Lord, we just lay it out to you. Lord, we just allow you to to remove that from us, remove it from our consciousness. We plead, I plead right now the blood of Jesus over each and every one of our hearts and minds. And I thank you that you're purging our consciousness of all dead works. 
And I thank you, Lord, as we welcome your Holy Spirit. Father, give us eyes that are single for the things you would have us to see. Help us to follow that which is righteous, that which is excellent, that which is doing the things and honorable that that you have called us to do because we thank you, Lord, that even though there be those that are, even as you said to your prophet, that there are plenty that are still faithful to me. There are plenty that are still serving me that have not turned their, their, their hearts to Baal. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've kept us, and we thank you that you cause us to see those that are also faithful to you. We thank you for it, Lord God. We thank you for the power to overcome fear, the power to overcome anxiety, and Father, we thank you for the wisdom and the grace to do all that you've called us to do. It's not in us to do it by ourselves, but by your grace and by your power, we can do all things, and we thank you for it, Father. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for sealing us in your purpose, and in our divine destinies, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Dr. Samantha, I can't really shout too loud because it distorts the sound on the, on the podcast. <laughs> but if I could get up and shout and run around, I would. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was you. so, so rich, and I give God the glory. But I thank God for using you. I thank you for giving us your heart and your time and even when you're speaking, I can feel the passion and the love that you have for these women. And some of the comments and text messages that I received were, you know, Candy, I was just put on um, anxiety medication. and Or Candy, I couldn't sleep at night. And guess what? The, pod, the podcast, it, it loathed me to sleep. I, I was listening to the Word of God. And so I, I believe today's teaching, these, these rich truths, have been setting women free, this whole call. And so um, I wanted to just ask you, and I think I, think I kind of have my answer right at the end there, one practical step for that woman who is walking bound in fear today and she, you know, she ends play or she hits pause and you know, she's going about her day, what is the one thing you want her to leave with or what is one thing they can do to take this forward? And I was thinking it was to meditate on the scripture, but I didn't know if you had anything, a practical step to add. Yeah. Practical steps to add to that is to, um, and I, I, I preach this all the time, you guys, that is to get these scriptures that get your minds right, right? Um, Galatians 6, 9 is a scripture for me. It says, be not weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you don't faint. That has been my scripture since, you know, before I even met Dr. Mike, when I first got saved and I was coming through so many trials. God gave me that scripture, and it is still a scripture that, that, that is key for my life today. Um, and, and there's different ones. There's so many. John 10 and 10, you know, for I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I say get those scriptures where you're going to see them. You know, um, your mind is being programmed subconsciously all the time by advertisers and, you know, all these different things. Images do make a difference. So surround your situation, your life, the areas that you see with constant reminders of the truth and the promise and your purpose. I'm big for dream boarding. I'm real big for that. And, and the reason why I am is because, again, those images make a difference. Some people put them on their mirrors. They do the declarations and put them on their mirrors. So I would say a practical thing is having those visual reminders of what God is saying. And there have been some battles that I've been in where, y'all, I had stuff on my dashboard, <laughs> in my car, mm-hmm, you know, I had it in my cubicle at work. I had it, you know, I mean, everywhere on my mirror, on my refrigerator. <laughs> you know, I need constant, constant reminders to keep my mind going in the right way. 
And then the other side of that is I would ask you to consider um, doing, uh, uh, and I'm big on fasting and, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but I'm, I'm big on one of the reasons why I love fasting is that when you fast, Part of the fast should be cutting out every other thing of entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not watching mm-hmm. TV. I'm not. I'm only on the internet in order for output, not so much input anymore. I'm not surfing, just reading stories because all of them mm-hmm. are negative. If you're dealing with right. fear, you cut the source. So be yes. very, very. Um, you might want to take a time when you're just not allowing the the news and the stories and the tail bearers in your in your on your contact list to come bring yes. negativity you know take a fast from negativity and uh, you'll you'll see your life improve significantly oh my goodness that is so good so and you took us a step further because we were declaring the word of god over our hearts and our minds the first few weeks of this podcast and all the way through the podcast but now to actually have visual boards or even if you're just printing the scripture and putting it up on your mirror, like you said, on your da- on your dashboard, that is that next step. <clears throat> Dr. Samantha, you you are moving us forward, and I thank you for taking the wheel <laughs> on this road trip. <laughs> and it was such a pleasure. And I and you know a lot of what you ministered at the end about physical, the self discipline on the physical, that was for me. So I praise God because. The scripture that you gave us, Philippians, was actually the, the scripture that we talked about on Thursday. So God just worked <laughs> this all together. I love it. Yes, and is. Dr. Samantha, we love you. I want to say thank you, thank you. Oh, I love you guys too. Thank you. Well, ladies, we have a chance to meet face-to-face on September 16th. I know I've also run that date by you, uh, Dr. Samantha, and you're looking at your schedule, and we still have to solidify some things here in Orlando, but we have an opportunity to meet. We have a small meeting space at First Baptist Orlando, and we're asking the ladies to come out. We're going to have a couch, and we're going to have a semicircle of chairs, and we are going to get real. We're going to talk. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry, and at the end, we'll have ministry time where we will pray and those who need um, intercessory prayer and lay hands on, you know, we're, we're going to just flow in the spirit. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. So I will get back with you about September 16th at 5 p.m. But uh, we just want to bless you. And we bless your family. We bless your ministry. And we thank you. And ladies, um, I will post all of the links to every bit of information they need about your ministry and so they can support and listen. And what time on Thursdays should they tune in? Uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Uh, West Coast. On Facebook Live. Dr. Samantha Phillips, we thank you for joining us today on Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryant. We hope that you'll come back soon. I'll have to send you another message on the next series, and you are always welcome <laughs> to come back. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. Love you guys. Love you, ladies. Until next time, bye-bye.